You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Hello, and happy hump day. Yes, yes, yes. Today, we're going to talk about vitamin C because obviously... It's the winter time, at least for most of us in the United States. Um, you know, COVID, all of the things that immunity is important for. Yep. Um, and I think we've, you know, vitamin C is definitely one of the more commonly known vitamins. Um, there are other ones that we will go over that we have gone over. Magnesium, a lot of people don't know much about. Um, we're going to go over B vitamins soon, which I think is a huge one and going to be an eye opener for a lot of people. But vitamin C, I feel like a lot of people know about. Um, we want to go a little bit deeper, though. We want to go into how much should you be taking. Um, you know, And always as a preface for Liz and I, neither of us are medical doctors. These are always based off of our own research and you know recommendations based off of symptoms, based off of safety. Um, so always consult with your doctor. Or try to get blood work done if possible to know your current situation and your personal needs. Um, but we want to give you the facts. You know, I think that it, being an informed patient and individual is very, very important in today's world. Because yep. um, unfortunately, some medications just be handed out like candy. Yeah. And as we kind of do this supplement series, this is all from an education standpoint. This is not to say you need to be taking, you know, 18 different pills a day, anything like mm -hmm. that. What you're going to learn a lot about in this podcast is what we talk about with most of our clients and why we eat unprocessed one ingredient whole foods, because you can get a lot of vitamins and minerals and nutrients from the foods that you're consuming. But unfortunately, in the you know, society we live in today, a lot of people do not eat that way. They yep. don't eat, um, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables consistently or in adequate amounts. And so we're lacking in a lot of these nutrients. And from a COVID standpoint, vitamin C is shown as one of the top four supplements and, that you can take to be supporting, yeah. you know, your health and your immunity. So um, a couple fun facts that we put in here. Yeah. I know that. Uh, so I actually wrote a article for Top Notch uh, a, a few weeks ago, and I learned some new things, yeah. you know, in all of the research that we do, we always learn new things. But most mammals, plants and animals, they make their own vitamin C. Humans are one of the few that do not, except for guinea pigs So, and some of the other bats. Yes. <laughs> but we can't synthesize vitamin C the same way that others do. And that's actually how they came up with the term guinea pig because of the defects that we, they found in that creature. Yeah. Yeah. And so they used to study, obviously, because studying humans is hard and unethical in nature um, for some things. And so that's fun fa another fun fact. We got lots of them today. Um, this is why there's not a lot of research around pregnancy and certain supplements. And why a lot of times doctors just err on the side of caution of like, that's unsafe to take. Um, when in reality, there's just no research backing it. So obviously, it's unethical to do research on a pregnant woman. Same thing with a lot of humans um, and certain things around humans. So they do research on animals around certain things. And that is where the term guinea pig came up because they studied guinea pigs to see what the effects were of nutrient deficiency of vitamin C. Yep. So just a little fun fact for you. Um, but what is vitamin C? So all vitamins and nutrients, um, vitamins mostly have different names. So like, you know, folate, also known as B9. Um, Allascorbic acid is what vitamin C is technically known as. But vitamin C is just a little bit easier, right? Um, so it's popular for its ability to prevent 
illness. It's functioned as an antioxidant, which we're going to dive into in a little bit. Um, And it does a whole lot more, but it's one of the safest and most effective nutrients, experts say, um, because it's water soluble, which I know Liz is going to talk about in a minute. Um, And it may not be, you know, the cure for the common cold, but the benefits of vitamin C can include protection against immune system deficiencies, cardiovascular disease, prenatal health problems, eye disease, and even skin wrinkling. Um, the growth, development, and repair of all body tissues relies on vitamin C. I think of it a lot as a, like a team player. Vitamin C is a big team player. It helps a lot of other reactions within the body happen that wouldn't be able to happen without adequate vitamin C. Um, so, you know, it's involved in many functions. One of the biggest ones being the formation of collagen, uh, absorption of iron, the proper functioning of the immune system, wound healing, the maintenance of cartilage, bones, teeth, which all obviously rely on collagen. And it's one of the many antioxidants that can protect against damage caused by harmful molecules called free radicals. This is what antioxidants do. They fight against free radicals. So toxins, toxic chemicals, pollutants, cigarette smoke, um, carcinogens, other things like that. So free radicals essentially can build up and contribute to the development of health conditions like cancer, heart disease, arthritis. So having something like vitamin C as a major antioxidant helps fight and break down these chemicals. Yep. And so before we kind of dive into this, I want to cover a couple of things related to vitamins and minerals because some of our vitamins are water soluble and some of them are fat soluble. So vitamin C is water soluble. So we can store it, but not a whole lot of it. So this is why we need to kind of supplement or consume it daily. Um, Toxicity wise, you can't really reach that level because you'll essentially just pee it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, if you get too much. But what's the difference between water-soluble and fat-soluble? So the difference here is that fat-soluble vitamins are stored in our fatty tissues and our liver. Therefore, they can stay in the body as reserves for days, if not months, okay? And they're absorbed in our intestinal tract with the support of other healthy fats, which are um, why vitamin A, D, E, and K, the vitamins that need to be consumed with a small amount of fat for optimal absorption. We kind of talked about that a little bit in our vitamin D podcast because most people don't realize that, you know, popping a vitamin D supplement isn't going to give you as much, you know, beneficial value as if it, you know, was consumed with a little bit of avocado or nut butter Mm. or something like that, right? We need to consume um, a small amount of fats to help the body absorb A, D, E, and K. On the other hand, water-soluble vitamins, they need to be replenished frequently because the body will not store them in large amounts and they are excreted through our urine. So water-soluble vitamins are vitamin C and all of the B vitamins, which we're going to do in a different episode. Yep. And so this is why you can take large doses of vitamin D at a time, like why sometimes doctors will prescribe like 10,000 IUs because your body will essentially store it and utilize it for prolonged periods of time versus vitamin C and the B vitamins you have to get daily. So there's technically different types of vitamin C. You have the natural form that you get through foods and then you have ascorbic acid. Um, So natural vitamin C has a little bit different chemical formulation, obviously. Uh, It always contains bioflavonoids with it that helps it work better within the body. So it's basically easier absorbed and it stays in the body longer than taking ascorbic acid, which is the artificial form of it. But the artificial form is easier to you know, provide in therapeutic doses. So if someone needs like extremely high levels of vitamin C, which we're going to talk about, um, then getting it from natural sources is just going to be hard. So what does it do? Like we said, it's a precursor to a lot of functions. The biggest thing being collagen formation, um, which makes up more of your body than anything else. So if collagen's not being made well, the body kind of falls apart. Um, 
in like extreme situations, which Liz is going to talk about in a second, called scurvy, uh, you literally start to fall apart. Like your teeth start to fall out. Your skin gets very brittle and breaks easily. So extreme examples, but that is why collagen is so important. Um, that's why it makes our skin nice and beautiful and shiny when you take enough of it. Um, also, vitamin C is important for making neurotransmitters, hormones, precursors in the immune system, and it has anti-inflammatory kind of properties. Um, it works as an antioxidant. It gets recycled essentially, and it loses and regains electrons, which is what its power gets created with. And this is how it fights free radicals, um, like we talked about earlier. It protects tissues from oxidative stress. So oxidative stress is another kind of fancy word for inflammation within the body. Um, this is what we need to understand. When we are under high amounts of stress, no matter where it's coming from, whether it's simply 2020, whether it is you lost your job, whether it is physical stress, like the trauma of a car accident or a surgery or something like that, you tend to lose nutrients and vitamins at a much more rapid rate because the body is in overdrive. The body is working to fight what is going on within it. And so that is why when we are in high stress times, you need to up your vitamin intake and nutrient intake because your body's basically just burning through them faster. So just another little fun fact, that is how it protects tissues from oxidative stress. It helps enhance iron absorption, mainly from non-heme uh, iron from like plant foods, but you need this to be able to absorb iron, absorb iron. And so in that sense, if you are iron deficient, a lot of times it's a connection that you are also vitamin deficient, specifically vitamin C. Um, and lastly, well, l the last one we're going to mention, there's a lot of other ones, but certain hormones. So especially like your thyroid hormone, which regulates our metabolic rate, vitamin C is extremely important too. So lots of things is what vitamin C does. <laughs> yeah. And this is the whole reason why we're doing this education on certain supplements, because we get asked all the time, like, what should I take? What detox should I do? What cleanse should I do? And the reality is the common theme here is it all boils back to our nutrition daily, yeah. right? Yep. And how we feed and nourish our body and how we handle stress and chronic levels of stress. We either, you know, make it better with one ingredient, whole foods, yep. intentional de-stressing activities and, you know, adequate rest and recovery, sleep, right? And then some supplementation that can be helpful in certain times, or we make it worse by continuing to eat a standard American diet, by continuing to think that we can live off of four to five hours of sleep a night, or continuing to overtrain and go to the gym and just kind of, you know, crush yourself because you think that that's the way that you're going to get this weight off. So mm -hmm. again, another point of why we want to bring these things to light because it's very, very important. So let's talk about what some of the symptoms are of low vitamin C. So number one is bleeding gums. That can be a sign that you need to increase your vitamin C. And for some individuals, having teeth that actually start to fall out are very like soft teeth, um, brittle skin, bruising easily. That can also be an iron deficiency. But again, as Becca just mentioned, um, vitamin C helps your body absorb iron too. So that's important. Hair can start to curl up and kind of get kinky and fall out or kind of get matty susceptible to infections. Again, vitamin C is an antioxidant for the body, big support to the immune system. And can also, uh, a sign that can also be, you know, a symptom of low vitamin C would be not healing well from wounds or having wounds that have healed, but reopening and kind of cracking again. Um, and then becoming irritable <laughs> because yeah. as kind of Becca talked about, uh, vitamin C is involved with some of our hormones and our neurotransmitters, specifically mm -hmm. our mood neurotransmitters. Yep. Um, and in certain extreme situations, scurvy. So scurvy, if you do a simple Google search, you know, of vitamin C deficiency, this is the first thing that pops up really common, uh, back in the 18th century with sailors, um, because 
fun fact, British had a big problem with vitamin C because they drank ale instead of wine every day. So, you know, Becca and I love our wine. And so even another benefit. Antioxidants from it. Right. (laughs) Um, But this particularly impacted those sailors because they were poorly nourished. Right. And what they saw is that their teeth always fell out and they had previously healed wounds that would kind of continue to reopen and re-expose themselves to even other things that can, you know, get into the wounds and infect the healing process and other infections. So yeah, hopefully yeah. that's, you know, none of those things are things that yeah. you're experiencing. I think bleeding it's, gums might be, you know, probably the worst of them there <laughs> or like the, the best of kind of some of those symptoms. So hopefully you're not experiencing any of those. But if you are a person that brews easily, I, I remember my mom, she bruised so mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I have had to have my iron checked a few times, um, especially during pregnancy because yeah. of being more anemic. And so that was something that they also recommended. And I took it on my own yeah. um, during pregnancy was I increase my iron as well as my vitamin C. Yeah. So how much do we need? You know, we want to know, like, how much should I actually be taking? So the Mayo Clinic slash like FDA recommends males get about 90 milligrams a day, females 75 milligrams a day. Um, if you're pregnant, if you are breastfeeding, this obviously increases because those are both stresses on the body. Uh, you also need to understand that usually Mayo Clinic recommendations are like minimums. Um, this is like to avoid malnourishment usually. And so Take it with a grain of salt. You probably need a little bit more. A recent study published in Seminars in Preventative and Alternative Medicine uh, looked at over 100 studies over 10 years revealed a growing list of possible benefits of vitamin C and maybe even you know taking a little bit more. So vitamin C has received a great deal of attention with good reason, obviously. Higher blood levels of vitamin C may be the ideal nutrition marker for overall health. Uh, the more they study vitamin C, the better the understanding of how diverse it is in protecting health from cardiovascular disease, cancer, stroke, immunity, living longer. And the ideal dosage may actually be higher than recommended dietary allowance given by the FDA. So like I said, you should probably be taking a little bit more if you are not getting it from your diet. Yeah. So part of this research, so they looked at over a hundred studies over the time span of 10 years, right? And one of the studies um, that they examined used 500 milligrams daily of vitamin C to achieve results. So it is much higher than the recommendation from, you know, the FDA and Mayo Clinic, but it seems very safe again, because this is water soluble, you know, you're not going to reach that level of toxicity. So, you know, you can eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. You can take vitamin C daily. um, But from these studies, what they found is kind of having five servings of fruits and vegetables in conjunction with 500 milligrams a day was proven to be the best from the blood work that they were drawing. So interesting. So there are some populations that need more than others. Smokers require more. Obviously, they are providing a lot more toxicity to the body, stress to the body. Um, Elderly and sick people obviously need more. Their absorption rates are going to be lower. Stress levels are going to be higher. Um, Those that are sick who are experiencing high stress should absolutely supplement with higher doses um, because humans may require more vitamin C in states of stress. Vitamin C supplementation has been evaluated in numerous diseased states, including serious infections and sepsis. So, you know, COVID-19 may cause sepsis and acute respiratory distress syndrome uh, and the potential role of high doses of vitamin C in essentially alleviating this inflammation and vascular injury in patients with COVID-19 is being studied right now. Uh, So absorption rates are actually pretty high. This is definitely one of the higher absorption rates within vitamins. About 70 to 90% gets absorbed within the body, which are actually really good. Uh, But it does decline 
the more you consume, it declines. So it's about, it goes down to about 50%. Um, if you go beyond a gram or like a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. So not always more is better. Your body's just not going to absorb as much of it. Um, the total body content storage though, is about 400 milligrams, up to 400 milligrams in healthy people, and up to two grams a day in elderly sick. So that means the body can store that much of it on a daily basis. Another fun fact, the adrenal glands contain the most vitamin C of any organ in the body, which actually isn't surprising given how important vitamin C is for managing oxidative stress. As we all know, we've talked about the adrenal glands, the adrenal system are very important in terms of our stress response altogether. Um, And a deficiency in vitamin C is associated with many stress-related diseases. It's the first nutrient to be depleted in alcoholics, smokers, and obese individuals. And because vitamin C is one of the nutrients sensitive to stress, maintaining levels can be an ideal marker for your health. Yeah. So kind of want to just round this out with what are the upper limits there? So the safe upper limit of vitamin C is about 2000 milligrams or two grams uh, a day. And there's a great tracker record of what I just mentioned about the strong evidence of taking 500 milligrams daily. Okay. So from the research, and we can link that out into the show notes, um, that is what they kind of found over those hundred studies. So it kind of depends upon, you know, where you're at. I personally take 250 milligrams a day because I drink it in my hydrate, um, which is a powder I add to my water. But, um, if you are not supplementing with vitamin C in order to obtain adequate vitamin C from foods, you would need to have nine servings of fruits and vegetables just from food alone. So I don't know anybody that's eating nine servings of fruits and not vegetables. Many. <laughs> not many. Of, I can promise not many of our clients. <laughs> I get about five to six a day yeah, on average. I think that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's why, you know, this is something for you just to consider. This is not something that I take within you know, like a special pill or anything like that. I use the hydrate. I know a lot of the um, multivitamins out there on the market would have, you know, vitamin C in them as well. But one of the things that I often hear from people when they get sick is they start taking that emergency powder. And I don't yep. necessarily like love that as like your regular. And also at that point, like it's kind of too late almost. Right. You want to be taking this more on the daily. Right. Um, can it like somewhat help? Yes. But at that point, your body's already stressed. Your body is, you need to protect against those things. Yes. And so, you know, there's some food alternatives here. A uh, cup of orange juice, obviously everyone thinks of orange juice. Half a cup of red peppers, especially raw red peppers, because things can be kind of like destroyed or broken down with cooking processes in terms of vitamins. So um, that would be enough to meet the RDA, you know, the recommended daily allowance for vitamin C. But all of these are like just a list of foods and beverages you would need to consume 500 milligrams, okay? Acerola. Did I pronounce it wrong? Liz and I have been having this conversation with types of cherries. You, you pronounced it correct. Okay. Yesterday, I called it acerola cherries. Acerola. And I was like, I think it's acerola cherries. But anyway. There's a certain type of cherry that are actually a very high form of vitamin C. 1,670 milligrams of vitamin C and just 100 milligrams of those cherries. So cantaloupe, one cup eight ounces is 59 milligrams. Orange juice, a cup is 97 milligrams. Broccoli, a cup is 74 milligrams. So I just want to make that dis- you know distinction there. Orange juice, a cup of orange juice, which a lot of people think like super high in vitamin C. It's only 100 milligrams, a ton of sugar though. I love vitamin, I love orange juice. It's great, but you can get it from broccoli. You can get it from red cabbage, green pepper, like almost similar amounts. And so just consider that. Red pepper, kiwi, tomato juice, all great sources of vitamin C. Yeah. Yep. And so if you're kind of struggling, I wanted to throw this in here too, because a lot of people struggle with fruits and vegetables because they're just either afraid of fruit because someone demonized fruit 
for them um, or because they just maybe don't like veggies and don't necessarily want to have them, um, you know, as just things to snack on or aren't really great about consuming them. So a few ways that you can add more fruits and vegetables to your day. Number one, we love smoothies. You can blend up a smoothie with spinach. You could throw, you know, carrots, you could throw cucumber, you could throw, you know, a bunch of different things in there as well as berries, a lot of antioxidants and berries too. Um, and then you could blend that uh, with a little bit of protein or collagen, which is also kind of a, a counter player here to vitamin C as we talked about. You can keep cut up fruits and veggies on hand so they're ready for a quick snack. So hummus, for example, with some you know raw bell peppers, that would be great. Frozen fruit slices. I know one of our clients, she loves to take frozen berries. She lets them thaw for a little bit so that they get a little juicy mm-hmm. and watery. And then she adds some Cool Whip to the top that's sounds frozen. So, so good. Yeah, it, it sounds delicious. I need to try it, but I haven't <laughs> done it yet. Um, you can include like dark lettuce, tomatoes, shredded broccoli slaw, all in sandwiches or wraps. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably see that I do this pretty frequently. I love um, broccoli slaw personally, mm-hmm. and I, that's what I use as like a coleslaw to like a barbecue chicken or something. Yep. But I usually always add in some other form of vegetables to wraps or to sandwiches. Um you can add berries or, you know, fresh fruit to things like protein pancakes. You could put it in cereal. I love magic spoon cereal. I know Becca loves some different types of cereal. You can always do that. I add it too to some of my salads sometimes. Yeah. Berries yeah. on salads. Absolutely. There's a lot of things, guys. You know, even V8, like vegetable juice can yeah. be an alternative. So um, the bottom line, there's no one silver bullet vitamin that's going to cure all. Like there's no mil- mineral, nutrient. There's a lot of great ones and we're going to talk about all of them, but like we always say, it's about the big picture. It's about the macro view. And eating a varied diet rich in all the nutrients as colorful as possible is the best nutritional strategy for good health. So if you need specific dosing, like we said, talk to your doctor. Um, if you're going to supplement, we love the hydrate. Contains 250 milligrams per serving. Very safe dosage amount. We usually use it one to two times a day because it just makes water taste better. So um, we will be back in another supplement series, probably B vitamins, I think is what we're going to talk about next. Yep. So if you have any other vitamins or minerals or nutrients that you want us to discuss, please just let us know. DM us, email us, info at lsn.fit, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.